0: Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. All right, so today I'm going to digress. We've been talking about the power. We talked about the power of joy the power of, um, of hope, the power of humility, uh, and uh, hopefully next week or the week after, uh, we're going to get back on the power ofs, and we'll be discussing the power of righteousness. But today I want to just digress today because, you know, what Scripture should do and what we as teachers and men and women have, uh, that have been called to the fivefold gifts, uh, fivefold ministry, is we should also use the Word of God to interpret the times in which we're living in. Now, I'm a teacher primarily, um, uh, a communicator of the gospel, and, uh, and I, I, I believe the Spirit of God laid on my heart this morning just an opportunity to attempt to interpret what's going on in the land today from a biblical worldview, from a, from a um, Christian worldview. And so I pray that you'll hang in there with me on this. Uh, this may cause some disruptions in some and dislikes in others and amens for some, but but I think you'll see it in Scripture um, as best as I, uh, I can communicate it to you. So the title of this message is called The Snake Behind the Curtain. The Snake Behind the Curtain. Now, if you've been with me for any time, you know that the titles are, are like this. Uh, I don't normally do. I don't do those kinds of titles. I may have a how-to title or a power of title or, or faith is title things like that. But this, I believe, the Spirit of God gave me. Um, the snake behind the curtain. You know, we've cleared out an area of our of our of our um, home of our yard that was grown up a lot with um, with weeds and and yellow bells and all kinds of stuff that you really couldn't see much in, uh, uh, in that area. So uh, I had the help of my neighbors and my sons, and we got out there, and in about three hours we cleared it all out and brought all of the brush to the street, and, and we can see in there now. Uh, but while you're walking in there, you can't see hardly anything. You surely can't see down below your feet where you're walking. And if there is an infestation of snakes, you wouldn't know it. Uh, they could come up and grab you, and you wouldn't know it. But we uh, bravely, courageously, uh, got in there, and um, and uh, we cut down that brush, and, and you can see a lot clearer now. And and because you can see clearer now, we can walk in there and and see what's uh, what's down below us. I said all that to say this: is that the the snake behind the curtain, the the things that are going on in our nation uh, are but weeds. You you can't really see what's really going on in the realm of the spirit and so I want to kind of share some things with you this morning that may uh, open up our eyes a little bit and I'm primarily talking to Christians this morning because really to be honest we're the only ones who have the quite kind of ear to hear this and I don't mean that in a, a braggadocious way or I'm just saying that there are things that God says in his word that are hard to be understood by those who are not uh believers in the lord jesus christ so first of all the snake behind the curtain i want to give you some background and then we'll move forward um number one the cure to all ills is a changed heart and consistent teaching and the practice of the word of god now i say this to say this past week has been um let's just say, a perfect storm. You've, you've got the coronavirus going on, and then you have this, uh, this situation that took place in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the uh, police officer um, put his, neck, his knee down on the neck of a, of a, uh, of a young black man and, and basically suffocated him to death. Um, took his life. And so with that, uh, when I watched it, uh, I, I got wind of it, I got news of it um, on a Tuesday morning, and I didn't get to watch the actual full video until the following Wednesday. And when I watched the following that, it the following Wednesday, I watched it all the way through, from the very beginning to the very end, and, uh, and it broke me. It, 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 to my core, I cried when I saw this man pleading for his life, even invoking the name of his mom. You know saying mama you know Um, to me that's that that's when I probably really lost it because he kind of I think he knew you know this man is not gonna let me let me up and uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll yield to 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 mama everyone should have a tenderness in their heart for mama but that wasn't the case and uh, then you saw his limp body being dragged and put on the gurney and taken off where they later pronounced him dead Um, so I, I, wanna, I want us to look at that, but I want us to look beyond that and look at the snake behind the curtain. So the front, first one thing I want to I mention to you, the cure of all ills, even this one, uh, is a changed heart and a consistent teaching and practice of the Word of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I submit to you that the only way for there to be true change in our nation relative to anything, especially uh, relationships, race relations, is that there be a changed heart. And the only one who can come in and produce a changed heart is belief in Jesus Christ to be born again. Without being born again, there is no opportunity for a person to have a changed heart. And a changed heart is where it all begins. Now, after the changed heart, there's a time for the renewing of the mind, but not before that. So the renewing of the mind uh, comes after the changed heart. But the changed heart is, is what allows us to go from our heart up to our mind and begin to renew it. And so uh, the issue uh, that is going on in our country today, um, it can only be solved initially by the renewing of the mind, by a renewed heart, by, by a heart that has been changed. And therefore, in my humble opinion, the only people that can make long-lasting change are believers, uh, because we have the, the, the ability to have a changed heart. No matter how we grew up, no matter what side of railroad tracks we grew up on, whether we're white, whether we're black, whether we're uh, Asian, whether we are um, Hispanic, no matter what our outward look looks like, we have the ability to have a changed heart. And so for us, with consistent teaching, that's where the renewing of the mind comes in, with consistent teaching and then the practice of that word, we can change the world. We can change the world in which we live. And I'll get into more of that later on. But to be honest with you, as we'll see this a little later, uh, the only, only place that we can really experience true equality is in the body of Christ. It, true equality, true justice It can only really be demonstrated in the body of Christ because we have a new spirit. We have a born-again spirit. And so people should come from the outside and come into us and see this happening amongst our our own. The problem is, is that there are many people in the body of Christ who have been born again, but they have not renewed their mind. And they've not heard consistent teaching in the Word of God And have not practiced that consistent teaching so that the the church becomes the hub that turns the world as opposed to the world being the hub that turns the church. And so it's, it's an indictment upon God's people to practice what the word of God says, what our leader, King Jesus, lived in, walked in, talked about. He hated oppression. He hated to see people poor and downtrodden and beaten. He hated that. And you and I, too, must have that same type of fervor for injustice, wherever it is. And we, the born-again, new-created spirits, should be the leaders of it. We should not take our lead from the world. The world can't do it because the only way the world is going to be able to do it is that they pit sides. That's why you've got issues with Democrats and issues with Republicans, issues with conservative, issues with liberals. Is because they have not the ability to unify, because they all have a they, they, there. There's not a, a commonality in them other than other than the, the, of the spirit of this world, and so there's always going to be a pitting against. But it should not be that way in the body of Christ. Number two, race is a social construct. Race is a social construct. And we need to understand that. In order to pull the snake from behind the curtain, we need to understand that race has been constructed by man, not by God. Now, how do we know that? Look at this. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So here we find out how God made man, humanity. He made it with one man and with one woman. One man, one woman. Now remember, I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to believers. He began his work with one man one woman, I know if you're a believer, you subscribe to that. And from that one man and from that one woman came all of the different uh, assortment of colors in humanity. White, black, yellow, red, you name it. It all came from Adam and came from Eve. Now, in order for us to truly walk that out, that has got to be fundamental And foundational and profoundly in our lives as believers that every single person came from Adam and Eve no matter what the shape of their bodies are the color of their skin is no matter what the eyes look like no matter if they're tall whether they're short it does not matter they all came from Adam and from Eve if you believe that Christian if you believe that man and woman of God, then you must believe also that every person has value. Every person is significant. Every person that we all are related in some way. And because of that, when we see anyone hurting, when we see anyone downtrodden, when we see anyone down and out, we should take that as as Though it was, is affecting every single one of us. You see, anytime we begin to create the races, like he's of the black race, or he's of the white race, or he's of the Asian race, or he's of whatever, uh, we are immediately creating division from the very beginning. And so that has to be, I truly believe, fundamentally changed amongst us believers The world is going to do what they do. The world is going to pit one against another. That's how they function. But not us. We should not be that way. It's sad to say, and it is true, that one of the most segregated times in in America is on Sunday morning, where most people congregate amongst their own. I truly believe that there are Christians who won't go to a church Pastored by a white person because the person's white. There are also Christians who won't come to a black church because the pastor is black. Even though they would uh, agree with the words that he said. Even have fellowship with. But would never ever, ever choose to be a part of that church. Because of the segregation that is in their minds. That's what we got to deal with. Unable to receive from, unable to believe, even complain about sometimes the place that they're they're actually uh, being ministered to at, but yet will never come where they think there is truth. Talk to me. If there is a place to be restored where there is to be equality, it has to be modeled from God's people, not from the world. We can't expect the world to do that. I'm not not angry at the world. I'm not upset with the world. The world does what the world does. A cusser cusses. A liar lies. A cheater cheats. A murderer murders. I'm talking to us as believers. I'm asking you that are listening to me right now that if you have some isms in your head, God didn't put them there. If you have racism stored up in you, God didn't put it there. That is a construct from the prince of the power of the air, who began from the very beginning, beginning to plot, how do I create, create division? That's why they call me devil, devil, the spirit of division. That's why they call me Satan, the spirit, the adversary, the accuser of the brethren. And so for us to pull back the curtain, and understand that there's a pulpiteer. There's someone that is pulling the strings on mankind. You and I, we must, must start where we are, man and woman of God, clergy even. You know, we talk about police policing themselves. You know, Why don't they come out and say something up? Well, I'm talking to us as clergy. I'm talking to you, man of God, you woman of God, who sit behind the pulpit just as I am right now, and myself included, who have not spoken the consistent word of equality as Jesus did when he walked upon the earth. I'm saying that there should be a consistent ministry of the word of God, and there must be a consistent way of saying that we're not just For races, but we are against all things that create division. And that would include the core issue of this country, which I truly believe is the division that has been formed around race. But it's not going to go away out there, but it can go away in the church if there's consistent teaching on the value of all humanity, especially of those who are in the body of Christ. We must all check ourselves in that area. Some churches are too black. And I'm not talking about the amount of people that go to the church. I'm talking about the attitude of blackness. The attitude of of us against the world. The attitude that that everybody, uh, that we we are are one and and gets everyone else. Some churches are too white. Attitude is too white. You put patriotism before the kingdom of God. You call yourselves a Christian. You say that everything, we're all about Jesus. No, you're not about Jesus. If Jesus came into your church today, he would probably turn the seats up and throw people out because of our, our um, what is it, uh, our, our hypocrisy, our acting like. So the Word of God tells us that judgment begins In the house of the Lord. That we are to judge ourselves. That we are to look at ourselves and see what am I saying? What am I doing? Am I part of the issue? Or am I a true follower of Jesus Christ? So I mentioned again, there's only but one race. And that's the human race. The race that God created. Number three. The real enemy is not those we see but is it an it is an invisible orchestration it, has been, it is an invisible orchestrating orchestration of the concert the concert of evil. In other words there's a concert going on all around us and it is the concert of evil. It is the the devil is doing this. He's and he's orchestrating, he's directing He's causing, pitting, uh, organizing, causing there to be divisions amongst uh, people. So when we see uh, what happened in Minnesota and what's happening in the streets uh, uh, all around our country today, it is a mere orchestration of the enemy. You're playing in his band. You're playing in his orchestra. And he is directing all of the the, the looting, all of the the firebombing, It better not be us Christians out there doing it. It better not be us believers that are out there doing that kind of stuff. Stealing the thunder away from what happened to that man. That injustice. But, But listen, we expect that out of unbelievers. We expect that out of the world. But you're just simply playing to the tune of the Pied Piper. You're just dancing to the music of the liar and the father of lies. Listen to these scriptures. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Adversary, enemy, accuser is what it actually says. Accuser, one who casts accusations against one another In the purpose of causing division. Your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. John 10.10 says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So how do we define what's going on today? How do we know it's the devil? Because we see what's happening. Stealing, killing, and thievery. Thievery, st- lo- what does it say? Steal, kill, and destroy. That is what's going on around us, isn't it? So we, so we know who is doing it. We, we know who is be- the, the maestro. We, we know who is the orchestrator of this because that's what the devil does. He comes to steal, he comes to st- kill, and he comes to destroy. And then Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the trickeries of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. I don't think it gets any clearer than that. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Or another random would say, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against wicked things in high places. That simply means that the battles that are going on right now in our world, we think we're going to be able to do it by going out there and simply uh, fighting and and parading around and, and doing all kinds of craziness. Listen, that's not where the battle is won at. The battle is won in the realm of the spirit because if you don't take out The orchestrator, if you don't take out the devil, if you don't bind the enemy, we're still going to get what we've been getting. There is no public policy, there is no civil rights movement, there is no government official that can change the devil. You are no match for the devil. But we, the agents of God in the earth realm, the body of Christ, who have the power to bind and to loose. We have the power to take authority over the principalities, the powers, the wicked things in high places. We, the church, we have that power within the realm of our jurisdiction to make sure that the enemy doesn't come in and do anything in our midst, in the kingdom of God. Now, let me tell you something, and this we'll we'll get to this in just a minute. The world is still going to be under the manipulation of the devil no matter what. But it doesn't have to happen in God's kingdom, in the church, so that the world can say if there's one group of people who have it right, it's the church. The believers have it right. They're doing it right. They understand the principalities, the powers, the wickedness and high places. And let me just say this. As we are, and rightfully so, righteously indignant about the death of Mr. Floyd, we have to be consistent in everything we do. We have to be consistently righteously indignant about every single cruelty, wrongdoing that happens in the world. Because, listen to me, my white brothers and sisters, when you are inconsistent about your dis, your. your Uh, indignation, your righteous indignation against uh, what happened to that young man and yet at the same time be so pro uh, 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 non-abortion or pro-life excuse me then it sends a message to your brothers and sisters of the dark you that you don't care about black people so to be consistent It's got to be consistent across the board that every single life matters. No matter what the color of the skin, every single life must matter. My black brothers and sisters, you can't be outraged about Mr. Floyd. And yet we are, we as a a people group have aborted one third of all abortions come in the black community. And yet, we don't. We're not. You don't see any 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 boycotts. You don't see any petitioning. There ain't nobody burning down buildings. Nobody's going over to Planned Parenthood and, and condemning it from the black hue. I'm telling you, if we're gonna be right, uh, righteously indignant about one thing, then we must be across the board righteously indignant about all things. Every one of us. Because what is the message we're sending? We're sending a message that some things matter to us and some things don't matter to us. On both ends, white and black. Don't you know that that, that young that person that was choked and suffocated, don't you know that meant something to Jesus? It meant something to Jesus. And you of all people, my brothers and sisters of the light of you, you of all people shall be outraged to the point of doing what I'm doing this morning, speaking up, saying something about it. And likewise, man and woman of God, Black hue, darker hue, you should be outraged. You should talk about. You should be highly upset. You should come against government and never vote for anyone who would be for the life of taking people's babies, young children in the fetus. You should never, ever, ever support someone who would say, I'm for abortion. When one-third of our people, one-third of our children, of all abortions have been done by African Americans, we should be just as righteously indignant and upset and mad even. And the world needs to see that kind of consistency. The world needs to see that. And they're not going to see it from the puppeteers, from the puppets that are out there, from the mainline media's from the CNNs, the Fox, I don't care what it is, you're not going to see them be be just and balanced in their viewing. They can say it. They can say, we're just, we're balanced. Balanced reporting, bah. It's not balanced. Matter of fact, I don't trust anyone who doesn't have the Spirit of God. I don't trust anyone who doesn't come from the center of the Word of God. I don't trust. I just don't. I'm not saying I don't like you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you because you don't have the same governor, the governor of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So you you can't, I can't. I can't trust you. Your sources are messed up, in my opinion, by the word of God. So let's move on. You see a lot of verbiage, a lot of people talking, a lot of yang, yang, yang. But man, we got to come from the word of God standpoint. Now here's the last the, the, a couple more. Natural and human reasoning will not defeat the snake. Natural and human reasoning will not defeat the snake. Listen to this: For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, and you not are, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? In other words. Let's look at the latter part of that. What do mere men act like? (laughs) Mere men are envious. Mere men are in strife. And mere men are in division. And he's saying, hey, to this church of Corinth, he says, are you not like mere men? If there's envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not like mere men? Listen, let's stop getting our news from the news. Let's get it from the good news, the word of God. That's what we should determine our true north from. Mere men are, are riddled with envy. They're riddled with strife. They're riddled with division. That's why when you hear the news, it's an impure product. It is laced with envy. It's laced with strife. It's laced with division. And we, as the body of Christ, need to make sure we're not operating in these things, envy, strife, and division in all points. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, and we're seeing them. The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, that is what's going on around us right now. Everything I just said, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, all of that stuff, that is the work of the flesh. That is the work of human reasoning. That is diabolical. That is coming out of a source that is there to do just that. Create all the things I just said Get us operating in our flesh. Get us talking about the white folk and the black folk and them folk and that folk and and this and that. That's all in the flesh. That's all in the flesh. Paul even said it this way. He came to a place in his own life where he said, I no longer judge anyone according to the flesh. I no longer look at the flesh anymore. Number five. I call this reality check. And here's a reality check. You you may not like this, but here's the truth of the matter. I believe. Racism, prejudice, and bigotry will never be defeated in this world system. Let me read that one more time. It's a reality check. Prejudice, racism, and bigotry will never be defeated in this world system, but it should be in the church and can be in the church. The world system must always pit one group, one organization, one culture, one ethnicity against another. That's the harsh reality. Now, where do you get that from, George? John chapter 16, verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace, but in me you may have peace. In the world, or in the world system, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Luke chapter 21 verse 9 says this. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. For these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. And then he said to them, nation will rise against nation. And that literally means ethnicity, ethnic group will rise up against ethnic group. And kingdom against kingdom. So... Here's the harsh reality. In the world, there's always going to be racism, bigotry, prejudice, hatred, rioting, looting, all of those things. They're going to continue to exist. When we are gone and if Jesus doesn't return, you're going to hear about other stories. And you're going to hear other people saying these same words. Man, can they? When are we ever going to get it right? Well, let me tell you something. The world, you're never going to get it right. How can you? Your spirit is connected, is disconnected from God, and is under the heavy influence of your father, the devil. I know that's hard to say, and I'm just saying it because the Word of God says it. If you want to get mad at anyone, don't throw rocks at me. Go read the Bible. That's what the Word of God says. But I'm here to tell you. Nothing out there is going to change. That's why in here, it must be changed. This has to be the oasis. This has to be the place where the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what we can offer, man and woman of God. That when people come into your church... They should immediately feel a warmth, like this is where I belong. This is where I desire to be. There should not be any isms amongst us. White people should be able to go to a black church and feel right at home. When I say white people, white-colored humans, black-colored humans should be able to go to a white church with white-colored humans and feel right at home. Without the need to say, I don't see color. Yeah, you do. Ain't no way you're going to open up a crayon box and say, I don't see color. No, color is a beautiful thing. I'm glad there's color. And, and for some people, shades of color. Like like sometimes you, you light light and sometimes you're brown brown. You know, I love them colors. I'm fine with color. And so is God because he made the colors. So let's not deceive ourselves into thinking, that that that's all of a sudden gonna make everything all right when we say we don't see color. No, you better see some color. And it's a beautiful thing to see color, but never ever use it as a means of division. It's so very easy, so very easy to use color as a means of division, but the root of it is division. That's why you can go to Ireland and see the Irish people Fighting against one another. Ain't there black folk in there? And they're fighting one against one another. And you can go to Africa, and you can hear about some, some whoever coming in and raiding other black people. Because it's a spirit. It's the spirit of division. It has nothing to do with colors of skin. It has to do with the spirit, the puppeteer, the snake behind the curtains. But you and I, we believers, we know that. We know there's a snake behind the curtain. And guess what? We pull back the curtain so we can see the snake and take authority over the snake. Man and woman of God, man and woman of God, I'm talking to you. Had the church 400 years ago spoken in such a way to to send a message throughout the land that slavery is not right, then that piece, that arsenal, would have been taken out of the hands of the enemy. He couldn't have used it. But unfortunately, the church supported it. Thank God for my Quaker friends, though, who said, this ain't right. Because in Scripture, it's not right. And they fought. They fought a righteous war. They didn't go and pollute and and pillage and kill and all that kind of stuff. They, They fought it. Through the Spirit of God, because anything that doesn't come out of the kingdom of God is a monstrosity. It must come from the kingdom. Any protest must come from the kingdom, not from our flesh. It's got to come from the kingdom. It's got to come out of us, out of the kingdom, like God is giving. And I truly believe that Martin Luther King, the reason he took a nonviolent approach is because he heard from the king first. And he stood up and he said, here's how we're going to take this. We're going to approach it. And because he did it that way, his work for civil rights is far more lasting than any other work before him. And any work that came after him who sought to do it through fist, through fighting. I'll leave you with this. The word of God said, it's not by power, nor is it by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I hope you've learned something today. I hope you've gained something from this today. And I want you to know that we Christians, man, we sit in the high places. We can do something about this situation in the spirit. And what we do is we, 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 we seek to change hearts. And if God should lead us, as he did Martin Luther King, to, to do something outside of that, to let it, come, let it be birthed in the spirit first before we go out running in emotions and try to do something. That way, you know, everything is done with the, with the right power and the right thrust. And I'm calling on my brothers and sisters of the light of you. I love you. I love you. And I know you love me because God's spirit is in you. You have the capacity. But we need you, buddy. We need you to stand up. We need you to consistently teach on inequality. And if people leave your church, they never were there to begin with. If they say, we don't want this, then good. You're going to be pruned, you're going to be stronger and better, and you're going to get the right crop that's going to come back with you. Don't be afraid. We're all brothers. We stand with you. We stand with you. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you. I pray right now, Father, that as these words go through the airways, the Internet, that it will cause for a provoking to truth, a provoking to love, a provoking to, to, uh, to live life the same way uh, you lived life, Jesus, when you walked upon this earth. I thank you for it. May love prevail. Some of you may be out here this morning and you say, Pastor Logan, I'm not saved. I'm not born again. And I've never asked Jesus to come into my life. I want you to know that, that God has made a way for you to have a new heart, a new spirit, to be born again, to be born from above. And all you have to do is call on his name. That's as simple as it is. To acknowledge where you are, that I'm a sinner, that I'm broken. That I have no hope in this world. And Jesus is reaching his hands out to you right now as he has always done. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me, you who are laboring with sin and laboring with condemnation. Laboring with worry and laboring with doubt and trying to fend for yourself and fight. He says, come to me. And I'll give you rest. Today may be very well your day of rest. May be the the beginning of beginnings of your life. God loves you and he wants you to come to him today. Please come to him today. So if that's you, say this, this prayer with me. God in heaven, your word tells me that if I will confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. Jesus, come into my life today. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. From this day forward, I will do what you tell me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. And I'll say what you want me to say by the help of your Holy Spirit. And fill me with your Holy Spirit today. Fill me to overflow. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with us this morning, and I pray that you did, I want you to also uh, contact us. We'd like to get some information to you. You can contact us uh, by Facebook, by Messenger. Uh, You can uh, contact us at questions at newdaycc.com, or you can just call the church, and we'll get get the message. But let us know. We'd love to to know that you've made a, a decision for Christ. And if not, tell us, tell someone what you've done today. Now, Secondly, I've not done this before, if you're dealing with some ingrained in your in the body of Christ, you're dealing with some ingrained hatred, bitterness. Maybe you've you've grown up. I remember someone telling me one time that that they he just grew up where it was always pushed on him the separation between blacks and whites and I always knew that they that the, the way it was the system was was made that to be oppressive to one and uh, uh, superior to another and, and if that's you and you were spoken to today and you are Christian you are, you are not what you have done and what you've been a part of you are a believer and you have the capacity for change you have capacity to renew your mind and maybe there's a hard thing in your life right now where you've just been holding on to. You've not been as outspoken as you felt like you should be out of fear, wondering what your peer groups, wondering what the people, your social orders uh, would say about you if you stood up and stopped receiving their old crazy uh, prejudice jokes and racist jokes. And you would like say enough is enough, but you've not done that. And you've just been bound in that. I want to pray for you right now. Just, just do this with me. Put your hands out like this, like you're dropping a ball. And just put them out here right now. We're going to drop that stuff right now, and we're going to receive the grace of God. Heavenly Father, for those that that meet that on both sides, black and white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter, who have learned to live in 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 a structure of race and classism, and they realize that they've responded that way, that they've been emotionally led, been in their flesh, have been prone to talk about White people, black people, uh, Asian people, whatever, just prone to just kind of uh, give them, uh, um, uh, look at them, you know, differently. We ask for your grace right now to, to renounce that. And we do. We renounce those divisions. We drop them in the name of Jesus. We drop um, ingrained habits of superiority. Ingrained habits of of inferiority, we drop them now and release them in the name of Jesus. And we receive right now, Father, we receive your grace to be bold, your grace to speak out, your grace to love the body. In Jesus' name we pray. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.